and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. I am Dave. I'm hosting this week. Um, Ollie couldn't be with us. He is uh, still a bit emotional after the weekend, but um, we'll get to that <laughs> game. Um, but joining me, first up, we have Miles. How are you, mate? Uh, still relieved. Another weekend of no Patriots ruining it. So yeah. I'm all good. Yeah, exactly the same. And um, also with us is Ash. How are you, mate? Um I'm all right, mate. I'm still in mourning after the, the World Cup weekend, to be honest. I was going to say, do you want like five minutes to just sort of like vent a bit or just, <laughs> yeah, just not talk not about really. it at all? Not really. No, we did yeah. we did the old AC Milan, didn't we, to be honest. Just completely blew it, didn't we, to be honest. But yeah. it could we could be us this weekend playing, if I'm honest. But it's one of them ones where you look back and you think, if only, but it is what it is. Yeah. Should have taken a took on our chances when we had it, and we just didn't. So, no wonder the guy got fired in the end. So, that's how it goes. Yeah, tough one, but you know, I mean, I'd like to say we've been there, but you know, me and Miles are Patriots fans, so we don't really understand. <laughs> yeah, you're the, how you're, that the goes. you're on the opposite end. <laughs> yeah, <of that>, <laughs> yeah. So I've no idea I what to speak to Falcons about. fans. That's what yeah. I need to speak to. I guess we are both Arsenal fans as well, so that 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 really yeah. helps. But, um, you know, kind of around my right front. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave you to it. To be honest. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna uh, run through the weekend's games. Um, a divisional round that perhaps didn't live up to sort of what some of us hoped it would be, but um, we'll get to each individual game. Individual game. Sorry. Um, I mean, I'll well just go through them in order. Um, first up, we have the Chiefs at Jaguars. Um, Chiefs went out seven point winners in the end. Um. Probably the bigger news is Patrick Mahomes' ankle, um, and whether he's even going to be ready for this weekend, or we don't really, we don't really know what's happening with that. But um, Miles, what do you think of this game? Um, did you ever think the Jags were going to do it, or just feel comfortable the Chiefs were always going um, to? I here? think I said before on the on the last episode about the Jags are going to make a good game of it, but Casey is still going to have too much, and that's pretty much what happened. Like. I think Jacksonville can hold their heads high. I think they played pretty well. You know, I know Mahomes got hurt, which maybe, well, definitely helped Jacksonville quite a bit, but you can only play what's in front of you. They played very well. Um, they ran the ball pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I just think that, yeah, I think the Chiefs were a bit, you know, even without Mahomes, they, you know, Mahomes doesn't play D, and I think Jacksonville still did pretty well offensively. So, you know, credit to them, but Casey were always going to win this one, and it's going to be a tough one next uh, this weekend. But yeah, thought Jacksonville made a good account of themselves on the weekend. Oh. Yeah, and uh, Ash, I mean, we'll talk about the Chiefs plenty um, coming up, but uh, on Jaguars, I mean, obviously you saw him the week before. I don't want to uh, make you realize that too much, but um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence has really sort of come alive as in this sort of second half of the season and this is playoffs. I mean, what do you think of him this weekend? Good account of himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty much established himself now as one of the guy that we thought he would be when he came out of Clemson. Obviously, he had that horrific year under Urban Meyer, which no one wants to talk about. And I think that this year under Doug has just been a revelation for him, really. So, And we've kind of got, especially second half of the season, we've kind of got the Trevor Lawrence that we had, we, we really thought we were going to get. Um, and even in this game, like, he did... He made some outstanding throws, the ones that Zay Jones in the third or the fourth, I think it was. And and there was just some really, really good plays from Trevor Lawrence. So it, 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 is, the, it is the guy that we thought, obviously, he did it against the Chargers in the second half, which was amazing. 
Um, and I think that once he gets confidence, Trevor Lawrence, he's quite hard to stop. He's kind of in that Joe Burrow mould where when they when they start to feel the game and get a feel for it, they are very, very good quarterbacks. Um, and like I said, it, it was one of them ones where Casey, they're just such a smooth operator in regards to their offence. And defensively, what I like about them more so than they get credit for is they turn the ball over all the time. Like they, they don't care about stopping people for yardage and, and any, anything like that. It's all about turnovers, Casey. And they seem to just manage key turnovers in key points of the game. Whereas Jacksonville looked like they were sneaking back in all of a sudden that forced fumble. And then they went again and they got the interception. So it's they just have a, a habit, Casey, of just timing these offense, uh, defensive turnovers. And offensively, I know Miles touched on it, Mahomes got injured and he had that problem. And we don't know if that high ankle sprain is going to rule him out this week. I don't think it will. I think that with him even managing to get back on the field is a, is a plus for them if it done some more damage maybe. But I don't think it would have. they would have risked it that much for him to go back out there. So I think that with, with Mahomes at the helm, you've always got a chance. And I think that even though he, he wasn't as mobile, it's his brain power is just elite. And with, with Andy Reid there as well, that offense is just, it's just so smooth. It can, it can run through anyone. So yeah, like Juju said in his interview afterwards, that most people can just in, come in and out of this offense. And because Andy Reid's so good at it, it's, it's just one of them high power ones that make, it's just really hard to stop. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Miles, looking ahead to this week, I mean, we'll do a proper preview of it, but, I mean, if Mahomes can't go, is that just it for Kansas City, or do you think they can put up a fight against the Bengals if... Uh, I don't know, I just, I really either. just do, I do like this Bengals team a lot, and I think even, a, you know, the Bengals beat, have beaten a healthy Mahomes three games in a row now, so, I, you know, it's not... An unhealthy Mahomes isn't exactly going to be the difference maker, I don't think. I still think... <laughs> Cincinnati could beat them even if he was fully healthy. So yeah. that's yeah, that's what I've been thinking for a while now. I just think they seem to just click when they play Kansas City. Yeah, they uh, definitely have a good record against them, don't they? Um, right, well, moving on to the next game. Um, it is the well, was the Giants at the Eagles? Um, I mean, a pretty, pretty one-sided affair. Um, the Giants just never really got going, did they, Ash? No, they didn't get it going at all, did they? It wasn't really the Giants that we thought we'd get. Obviously, Dabble's done, he's he's worked wonders this year. Like, for them to even have got to this point, really, if you would have said that at the beginning of the season, most Giants fans would have snapped your hand off. Um, Daniel Jones looked like the Daniel Jones we remembered. Um, under pressure, he just doesn't do well. He's kind of like Goff in some respects, where if you give him time to throw, and that offensive line has done very well this year, um, then Daniel Jones has looked like a very good quarterback. It was just that this Eagles front is just so dominant. Their trench line is just ridiculous. And I think that it kind of just, it kind of showed, to be honest, that the golfing quality between these two teams, although the Giants have put up a good fight, one is nine and seven and one is 14 and three. And you can really tell how, <laughs> what the difference was. They just ran it straight through most of the game. Like, the Eagles offensive line and defensive line are just a joke, to be honest. So you could you could kind of whiff really after about probably about five, ten minutes of this game that it was going to be a long game for the Giants. And it turned out to be that way. I mean, 
some of this. Um, I think it's uh, Hassan Riddick. The the season he's put together from getting him at free agency for Philadelphia has just been nothing short of spectacular. And I think he's one of the reasons why this Philly defense is it's got so much swagger at the moment. And there it's good. It's this game against San Francisco is going to just be absolutely epic at the weekend. So I can't wait for that game. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one to look forward to. At Miles, I mean, I've touched him a little bit already. Um, Daniel Jones, I mean, does this does this performance worry you if you're a Giants fan? Um, I mean, it looks like he's going to get some sort of deal with that's tagged or whatever they do with him. Do you think do you think this game makes any difference to that, or are they just uh, carrying on with the plan to sort of keep hold of him? I think I think it was like last year or maybe the year before. I said this is that Daniel Jones is not bad enough to just let walk, but he's like he's not good enough to sort of push you to the next level and really get you anywhere and winning a championship so that you're kind of just sort of middling with him a bit because we've seen all season that he can play really well you know he he can be a good quarterback he can be a franchise guy he can make plays with his legs he can keep the chains moving whatever but then (laughs) you have games like you had at the weekend and it's a bit like oh that's that's the guy that we all called a donkey for for a long period of time. So I just feel like almost whatever you do is going to be the right decision because you can either, you know, get rid of him, move on, find someone better because, you know, there are better players. But at the same time, you've kind of got something good going and I, I just feel like you might want to just, I don't know, it's, it's a really tough place yeah. that they're in because they've got a few guys that they need to kind of pay and, and sort out, you know, it's a big off season for New York. But yeah, I I'm so glad I don't have to make those decisions because it would be a headache, you know. Even like a fantasy point of view, I'm like, oh, what, what would you do with this guy next year? So real life can't can't imagine how uh, how horrible that's going to be because you know, like I said, he's he is good, but is he going to be the guy to take you to the promised land? I don't think so. But he's too bad to let walk. So. You gotta, you gotta figure something out there. And, um, I mean, Ash. I mean, uh, with Dable there, does it really matter who they got a quarterback? Is he the sort of coach who can just find something with anyone? I mean, he's turned down what what looked like a broken Daniel Jones into a playoff winning, uh, yeah, playoff game winning uh, quarterback. I mean, can he yeah. just do that with anyone? Um, in some respects, yes. I mean, what Dable's done is got. He's got the maximum, I think, out of Daniel Jones this year. I think this is pretty cynical what Daniel Jones is. I think it'd be like you could say, oh, they had a wide receiver another season or so with him under the helm and you had a wide receiver that could actually catch a ball. Then you would say, hang on a minute, maybe we have got something a little bit more here. But I still think, like Miles touched on, kind of between a rock and a hard place, really, with Daniel Jones is you kind of know what you're going to get out of him. And I don't think you could ever look at him and say, he's going to win me, win me, win me a Super Bowl. Like, and I think that when it gets to this, these probably not divisional, but definitely conference games and definitely Super Bowl, the quarterback is so important because it's, it, the, it's the, the basically everything has been ironed out across the season. We know who's got a rubbish defense. We And the two teams that normally get to the Super Bowl are so well balanced that it comes down to 
the quarterback really needs to be able to be clutch at that point in time. And just and Daniel Jones just isn't that. He's just not that sort of guy. Um, and I think that, like Miles touched on, is who do you go after, though? There's no one that's going to be on the market, really, that's going to be any better. Do you think Derek Carr's maybe better than Jones? It's kind of, you're kind of in the same ballpark, but he's definitely not as athletic. So, and he, he probably doesn't throw a better a deep ball than Daniel Jones. So you kind of like, it's kind of the same kind of guy. The only ones you could say, if they're really going to go for it, New York and say, right, we really want to try and push on and compete with Philly is you knock on the Ravens door and you say, can you, can you do a trade and sign with Lamar and, and maybe work that out? It, that would be massive and it would probably take a lot, but that's the sort of caliber player you need to get. You need to jump into that, sort of top 10 guy. And at the moment they've got probably between sort of a 12 and 20 guy. And I think that you need to get into that top 10 quarterback range to be able to compete in the Super Bowl. I know we're looking at Brock Purdy's there. I think we'll touch on them later on at San Francisco, but I still think that this Giants team is still a little way off. We then you put everything on Daniel Jones's shoulders. And I just, I just don't think you're going to be able to get that from him. No, and um, yeah, I think uh, Lamar is definitely the interesting one there. I'd love to see him go after him, but um, yeah, who knows if that's going to happen or not. But um, yeah, I think that was that game. Uh, we'll move on to the Bengals at the Bills. Um, and what turned out to be a surprisingly one-sided game, really. Um, hey, Miles, what do you think of this one? Um, yeah, Bills just again never really got started, like uh, a bit like the Giants. Yeah, I, I just watching it, I felt like it was almost as if Buffalo were playing in the snow, but Cincinnati weren't. Like Buffalo's sort of their their offensive game plan kind of stuttered as it would in a snow game, but Cincinnati just they just kept doing everything. Like Buffalo would put together a slow, spluttery drive and get into field goal range, and then Cincinnati would get the ball and just drive down the field, and it's like. Just I don't know. It just felt like it's two different two different games, and yeah, Josh Allen just had a really messy one, didn't he? No touchdowns through a pick, whereas Burrow was just you know great. So you know two touchdowns, no interceptions. Everyone on the Bengals ran the ball well, whereas you know the Bills just couldn't get the ground game going really. And yeah, I just I don't know. It just felt like. Buffalo sort of ran out of ideas, whereas the Bengals just had a, had a solid game plan that they stuck to, didn't care about the weather whatsoever, and yeah, came out on top in the end. Um, do feel like this? There seems to be a debate where every every QB that plays really well then gets put into the are they better than Mahomes debate. So this is now happening with Joe Burrow, and I don't really think it's he's as good as Mahomes yet. It's not saying that he couldn't get there, but. Yeah, it just seems it was Josh Allen last week, and now that Josh Allen's lost, it's now Joe, it's now Joe Burrow. So that that's that's a tiresome thing we've got to look forward to all off season. But yeah, as for the game, just thought Cincinnati were just by far the better team um, in all phases of the game, and uh, Buffalo have got. A, I don't really know what they do from it because they kind of loaded up looking, and we kind of all thought that Josh Allen was going to be MVP and Buffalo were going to make a run for it, and. They kind of just looked terrible. And, you know, credit to Cincinnati, they were really good. But, yeah, something, it's Buffalo looked really off um, at the weekend. Yeah. I mean, Ash, I would say 
um, Miles mentioned it there. I think in our season preview, I think pretty much all of us picked the Bills and Josh Allen for to win the Super Bowl uh-huh. and MVP. So I uh, don't think it went well for our predictions this year. But um, I mean, where did where did it go wrong for the Bills? This this end of season has been pretty sloppy, hasn't it? Um, I mean, where do you think they really sort of lost out? I think that the reliance of Josh Allen, and they are so reliant on him offensively yeah. that when he does struggle and he does have a bad game because he does have them in this season, that they they can't drop and rely on someone else or something else. Um, and really their rush attack was non-existent in the whole game. And if you think of snow games, you think of rush attacks. And Mixon made, he put 100 yards on the ground and it looked quite comfortable for him. If you And if you look at that Bengals O-line, they lost two starters last week and they had two guys on there that had hardly had any reps. Whereas Buffalo, you've, you're playing in the snow at home and you can't manage to get any run game going. And that's kind of what happens is if you have, you always need your quarterback to step up in a game. But if you ask him to do it for four quarters, it's going to be a struggle. So you always have to, at one point, rely on the ground game, whether you're up by 14 or you're, or you need to get some sort of coherent sort of offensive game plan and and push the ball with. So I think that although he runs the ball, Alan, that's not your run game. Your run game is relying on your running backs. And they have got good running backs, but they're not superstar running backs. They're kind of gadget running backs, even... Even Cook, what they got, really, he was in a committee at Georgia when he was with with White. So they kind of got these sort of hybrid kind of okay backs that are a bit scat scat backs, but you would never hand the ball off them and ask them to do the dirty work. And I think that's kind of where Buffalo... I don't think the thing with Hamlin helped as well. I think that having Hamlin... they, They probably won't say that, but I think having Hamlin in the stadium made them very, very sort of, I think that you can go one way or the other with it, but I think it it quite, it made them quite conscious of the fact that they need to win this game. And I think that it made them a little bit uptight and everything was a little bit, oh, we need to do this because he's here and we're expecting, and the whole country's behind us because he's here and X, Y, Z. And and Bengals just looked really relaxed. They were just like, we're, you made us a third seed. We're here. It is what it is, and they just romped it. If I'm honest, and Buffalo didn't look anywhere close to what the team that we ever we thought they were going to be. And I think that kind of where Buffalo fell down is because they weren't. They have always been that reliant on Josh Allen, and it just it just wasn't there this week. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it felt like the game plan was pretty much just Josh will figure it out in the end, wasn't he? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, it felt a bit like that last week as well against the Dolphins, didn't it? It was just a lot of. Alan just chucking it deep and not a lot else. And uh yeah. I think I think seeing um Cole Beasley probably have three or four catches. I think him being even that prominent in the offense probably shows where some of the issues are as well. They just didn't really <laughs> yeah. Diggs didn't really do Diggs wasn't really at his best, I don't think, down the stretch. And no. after that it's sort of not a lot else is there really for the Bills. But um I mean that's not to say the Bengals didn't put on an incredible show and uh I mean you mentioned Burrow already, Miles. I mean is he just one of those players? He's just a winner. I mean, it's all about how I see it. Like, he's just, yeah, he is a winner. He was a winner in college, and now he's a winner in the NFL. He just, you know, he needs just needs to get that ring. He came very close last year, but yeah, I just think he seems to have that. I don't know. 
I don't want to say something cliche like X Factor because I don't like that. So pretend I just didn't just say that. But no, he just has something, some ability about him where he just seems really, nothing phases him. He's like, okay, massive game, biggest game of my life, whatever, Super Bowl, played well, whatever, he was fine. And, you know, last year, Kansas City, AFC Championship game, whatever, it's fine. He just, nothing really seems to phase him. And, you know, I think, you know, he loves playing with Jamal, his college teammate, and it's just, it's a good chemistry there. And, yeah, I just think he's got something about him, like a star power kind of thing. And I love it. He's confident. People say he's cocky, but if you're confident in your own ability, then, yeah, it comes across as cocky, but he is really, really good. So it's warranted, really, isn't it? It's not like he's being insufferable and he can't really deliver on his chit chat he he can and he is so yeah love the kid love him yeah when you can back it up it's just sort of confidence really isn't it yeah <laughs> recounts arrogance yeah like say so x factor is it's probably a decent way of putting it just something about him isn't there just these biggest games when he sort of really comes up big and yeah that's uh there's not many players out there that have that um i mean on to the final game um what turned out to be a really sloppy game um from I mean, the Cowboys in particular, but uh, Ash, I mean, I'll start with you. What the hell was that play? Um, <laughs> what was, I don't know what was going on there. Um, I don't know. It was... It's, that Dallas just seemed to just be, I don't know, they just seemed to... Mike McCarthy, you kind of scratch your head after the game and think, you are going to be very, very lucky to keep your job at the end of this yeah. year. Because they're... They just seem to not be with it at all in this. And I know San Francisco's D are very good. And they've got two linebackers that are outstanding in Greenlaw. And I can't even remember who the other guy is, who's the better one. (laughs) Off the top of my head, Fred Warner. Fred Warner, them two guys are outstanding. And that back does like to do a lot of, a lot of work with obviously CeeDee Lamb and, and, Schultz and stuff through in the slot and bits and pieces, but those guys can cover literally. They can cover wide receivers. They are that good, and and we know how good the San Francisco D line is. Obviously with Bosa, but they were just so sloppy, like Dallas, and it just got to the point where you were like, I don't really know how you're going to be able to. Because obviously there's massive talk about Sean Payton, and he is the name going around every team at the moment. It's got a free or a coach that's right on the edge or. But you are looking now at the moment where can this coach take this team any further? And I'm really not sure he can. I just think that they're kind of in they're kind of in the situation where I think a coaching change would do this team well. Um, I don't think he's really getting the best out of Dak and and their, their run game's sort of sporadic. I think the Pollard injury really did hurt them because Zeke's not really looked like the guy that we've all known. Um, maybe some games this year, but he's never, I don't think he's, I think someone said to me that he's never gone over like 80 rushing yards since like, for like two years or something now. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> so like, it's, it's at a point now where you're thinking like that this coaching change. And I think that another one as well is Kellen Moore really, he, he might need to make the jump sooner rather than later. Cause if he's in this offensive game next year, and things like this happen, he won't be one of the names that people will be talking about for a head coaching job. So it, it might be it might be wise for him to maybe jump ship and see if he can, because there's a few teams at the moment, they are still scratching around for head coaches and a few names like Harbour's not going to, he said that he's going back. Uh, ben Johnson from the line said he's going back. So uh, 
you could see there is a vacancy. I think Dan Quinn's already going. There's there's talk that he's going to be gone anyway, but you could see that if it's not Mike McCarthy that's going to go, I could see maybe two changes on offensive and defensive coordinator. So it could be really interesting, really, with Dallas and how they sort of regroup this summer because they just didn't. They, this game just it was just not good at all from them. And um, I mean, Miles, you, you hold the 49ers to 19 points. <laughs> you probably think you're going to get it done with it if you're the Cowboys, yeah. aren't you? But I mean, where do you think they go from here? Because I mean, it's just a bit of a mess, isn't it? Again, this isn't hasn't been a good end to the season from Dak. A bit like uh, we talk about Josh Allen. Dak has not exactly covered himself in glory down the stretch here, is he? I just, I, I, I just have a constant like confusion about the Cowboys. It's like they just show glimpses of being this fantastic football team. You know, they've got some great players on D, and then offensively. You know they can absolutely pile on the points on teams, and then there have been a few times where they kind of just fallen apart, and this keeps happening. And one of the main focal points over the years has been Dak Prescott. But again, I think not as similar as the Jones situation because I think Dak is a lot better. But you do have a QB where I think you we've seen the best of him, and I don't think he's going to get any better. So you kind of just, the only thing to do now is to just keep making the team around him better. But, you know, you've got a good O-line. You've got two very talented running backs. Okay, one of them's, you know, kind of on the back nine of his career. But, you know, Tony Pollard's been great. And then, you know, CeeDee Lamb, you know, and maybe they should have brought in a better wide receiver to help him out because I think they really missed Cooper this year. I think letting him go was, I, I know it was a cap casualty, but... That, you know, CD Lamb has been sort of struggling this year, and then you know he had a game like sometimes again, like the weekend, he's kind of force fed and he has a great game, but there needs to be more options uh, for for the Cowboys. So yeah, it's just it's they're just consistently inconsistent, I think, and I kind of I want I thought San Francisco were going to win this. The Cowboys kind of got in their own quite easily, but. They just, they have done so many times in the past. And we're now getting on to closing in on 30 years since the Cowboys were last in a championship game. So, yeah, kind of, yeah, maybe it's just in the blood, in the franchise blood. Who knows? It's a, it's a weird one that it seems like them hasn't managed to do it, isn't it? But, um, I mean, we'll, we'll speak about the 49ers properly on our preview show. But, um, I mean, one last one, the Cowboys, Ash. I mean, is this the last time I see Ezekiel Elliott in a Cowboys jersey? And, I mean, if it is, well, who who picks him up for me? What sort of deal does he get? Because, well, he hasn't looked uh, too fresh, has he, uh, in this last few weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think it's quite, you can kind of see the end. It's kind of feels like a little bit Melvin Gordon-esque, the way he's kind of fallen off a little bit of a cliff, to be honest. I think someone will pick him up. Um, it just depends on, I don't know what his, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly what his cap casualty is. They say he's about he's 10 million, I think it is, or something like that. So, is... I mean, if it's 10 million, knowing Jerry Jones, he's a stubborn man. Yeah. If it's 10 million, I, I think they keep him around because that's a hell of a lot of dead cap to lose on a running back. So it might be one of them ones where he stays on the roster and they make cuts anywhere else just because Jerry's always been quite, he's always put 
Z Carpers, he's the bell cow at X, Y, and Z, but he's not done it for like 24 months, really. So it's kind of one of them ones where the Cowboys really had an opportunity. Miles touched on it earlier. They had an opportunity to do one or two things in the summer and they chose to they chose to trade Amari Cooper when in theory they what they should have done was cut Zico Elliott. And that would have saved them 18 million against the cap, I think. And then what they did is they kept they traded Cooper to clear 20 million off. And really they would be a far better team with Amari Cooper at the helm with Josh with Tony Pollard as their main bell cow than they would have done with basically stitching a wide receiver two together in Gallup's been injured all year. Noah Brown's done okay, but it's like hit and miss. And then they brought a couple of other guys in. Tolbert's not done anything as a rookie. So you're kind of relying on the tight end and the CD Lamb all the time. And they should have had an opportunity really to just, if they kept Amari Cooper around, they they could have been up there a bit more. And, and definitely you would have, obviously hindsight, but I would have thought they would be a far better team and a complete team if they had kept Cooper over Zeke. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, well, that brings us to the end for this episode. We'll be back um, with a preview show um, a couple of days' time, I guess. Um, I mean, Ash, where can people find more from you? Um, I'm on Twitter. You can find me at Tilza999. And uh, Miles, what about you? Um, I am on Twitter at the end there and it made it sound like I was going to say more but I'm not, that's it, yeah <laughs> and uh, you can find us at first and 10 underscore on Twitter and first and 10 on Facebook and all them sort of places but I'm sure you already follow us anyway but if you don't why not but um, yeah until next time we'll see you later <laughs>